Welcome back to the Green Element podcast, where we feature business leaders and innovators transforming their operations to be more environmentally and socially sustainable. I'm your host, Will Richardson, and I can't wait to meet our guest today and help you on your journey of sustainability. Matt, welcome to the Green Element podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you are CEO and founder of Task.io. And um, we came across each other through a mutual contact, um, through the kind of purpose-driven network, I guess. And um, it would be great to find out more about who you are and what Task.io is all about, please. Cool. Thanks, Will. Good morning or good afternoon from here. Um, COO. By the way, COO, I, I don't want to think my business I don't think my business partner's job um, quite yet, but uh, we're both we're both founders and uh, COO, COO, CEO, and COO for myself. But um, yeah, great to connect and look. Yeah, task. We're a we're a tech platform. Uh, we're all about engaging teams in activities that have uh, positive social or environmental uh, impact. Uh, so we're used by you know, managers of those teams to engage those teams but also to collect the data so they can get more reporting transparency around uh, the activities that, that are, that are um, you know, happening. As an example, um, you know, we've got a, a UK-based nonprofit that has teams in China. Uh, they're working with uh, vet, vets, veterinary uh, departments, um, and they have no visibility for management reporting or for updating donors on what those teams of vets uh, are doing. And, you know, they have to kind of send information over every, every, every couple of months over email. And so, you know, the, the app, uh, the platform allows the guys in the UK, in this case, program managers, um, to, to very easily engage those vets remotely to, to be in kind of one-to-one contact with them, to have them complete activities on the mobile app. They get the data. It's gamified to create, uh, you know, more kind of engagement um, at the team level and, and uh, you know, creates more impact, gets the reports. So um, that's one example. And another area we are exploring right now is around the UN uh, global goals, you know, talking to businesses about engaging teams in, in activities that align to their, uh, you know, mission around the goals and, and how they report on those, how they make sure teams are, uh, you know, engaging in those activities that can report against their sustainability, uh, environmental sustainability reports. So, yeah, that's what that's what we do. It's it's fun. It's interesting. And we're a couple of years in and and, you know, learning a lot as we go. It's a it's such a pertinent area at this very moment in time. And I mean, I, I know that you're actually I mean, this is just how global we are now. You're based in Thailand and um, we're based in the UK. But your business is predominantly, uh, not predominantly UK, actually, is it? Um, you are pretty worldwide. Yeah, we. interesting for us. I mean, my business partner and I were both Brits. We live in Thailand. Um, we were neighbours like years ago when we were kids and reconnected here about eight years ago. We live here for lifestyle reasons. And actually, we've for us, this kind of new norm of being virtual was how we ran the business anyway. Um, and we look at our territory as not really geographical, but as where we can help out. And you know, we've got um, clients in Thailand, which is where we are, but we have clients in the UK. We've got uh, we've been doing stuff in the food bank space. We've got an animal food bank in Canada. 
Uh, we've got clients in the US. We don't really, you know, apart from having to get some sleep, um, we don't really worry about the territory. We, we're very much kind of remote operating um, and, and we look at the territory as where are the clients that we can work with and, mm. and, and help solve problems for. Mm. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And what I, was, what I wanted to sidetrack into um, kind of global working um, positions, but what I wanted to, it's really pertinent now that because so many people are looking at their organizations, aren't they? And about what kind of impact their um, colleagues have on um, the wider world around them, but also how the companies and organizations are working themselves. I know we're getting asked a lot about what is it that we can do as an organization? Yeah, we're now more environmental because of you guys, but we actually want to go further. We want to start to understand it. I mean, have you? what sort of benefits have you seen um, through working? Because there will be quite a lot of people listening to this podcast that will be skeptical on um, how does an app, how does a software help that purpose and engagement? Um, what kind of experience have you got with it working? Yeah, in, in terms of, I mean, I understand that because actually, you know, technology can be an enhancer or it can be a prohibitor. And, you know, we are mobile first. So we're very much, um, you know, we very much talk about team engagement from a remote level, um, making that, you know, process enjoyable. And a part of actually the kind of birth of our business, what we're looking at is really people having healthier relationships with technology. It's a slight kind of sidetrack to the business, but it is where, you know, as founders, where our motivation came from and still is, because it's no secret that there's a lot of unhealthy relationships that we have with technology, social media, mm. um, uh, you know, I mean, I, the social dilemma, which I think has kind of gone global on Netflix. I don't know if you saw it, but, um, you know, this whole area of unhealthy relationships with technology is you know, what we didn't want to be is, hey, we're creating a new piece of tech. We're going to throw it in there, just another app to use. And, you know, for us, it was, well, how do we make sure people are having better relationships with their phone, when you look at your three hours a day, you know, or whatever it is, if your screen time, what proportion of that has been put towards doing something good, doing something useful. And, you know, on, on the app, we will have, we've got our own project around tracking SDG activity. Um, but you can then also bolster that with rewards. And, you know, we don't have a rewards library. We have the technology where people can provide rewards, but we've been experimenting with things like you get someone to complete an activity that maybe is uh, reducing their carbon footprint, whatever it is. Hey, I'm going to um, cycle to work today. Obviously not the best example because I know you guys are going to lockdown, but as a conceptually, you get my idea. But, um, you know, I'm going to cycle. I'm going to cycle rather than drive. And you know, by doing that, I'm going to earn something. And then my business is now going to take that that effort that I put in and go and plant a tree on my behalf or is going to go and, you know, maybe it's something I'm, I'm volunteering here over here. I'm doing this voluntary work and I'm earning credit for that. And that credit is being um, exchanged for a donation towards a relevant charity. So for me, you know, this, the, the tech part is about facilitating use with technology, not you know, not just making another app for communicating, not just making another app for, mm. for, 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 for social. And, you know, there is good in technology and Zoom has been my friend with 
you know, for the last year and communicating with family as is WhatsApp. But there's also this exhaustion, I think, around technology that needs to be dealt with, whereby uh, it's not going away. We're, we're more and more plugged into the, the virtual world. And how do we leverage that virtual world for propagating, you know, better effect, um, mm. you know, bringing together communities, encouraging, rewarding the right types of behavior so that you uh, create more of that. Um, so, yeah, that's really... I, you know, hopefully, I don't know, that's a long answer to a, to a question, but, you know, I, I think for us, it's it's about in, enhancing those experiences, sharing, creating community that, that is doing more good. Um, and technology can be a great way to do that, particularly when you're all, you know, physically disconnected, as many of us are right now. Um, we didn't go into this business because of COVID, but we found this year, obviously, the the, the, the reality of, of people being locked down. We were locked down in Thailand previously. We're not now. Everyone's now going into it again. Um, you know, tech can be a kind of force for good around that, connecting people in those situations. Yeah, I think, and I think that's why it's, so it is actually a really important thing that you're doing, um, particularly at this moment. I mean, I know that we at um, the company I work for um, are actually looking at this at the moment and going, how on earth do we measure what it is that we're doing um, as a B Corp um, and working all remotely? We are a purpose-driven business, but how do we prove it, I guess, is actually what we need to do is prove it because it's all very well saying, oh, we're purpose-driven, but actually uh, I'd like to have evidence of how we are. This, I mean, the for me, the, this area of accountability is really important. Um yeah, because, yeah, you're right. We really, part again, part of the technology um, push for us is about getting rid of this kind of greenwashing area and making people accountable. And this is this is a generational shift anyway. I, you know, I think, uh, you know, the millennial generations below expect businesses to behave in a certain way. They're expecting organizations to have a social contract that is adhered to, uh, to treat the planet you know, how it needs to be treated for us to progress rather than slip backwards. And yeah, this accountability element, I don't want to go into the weeds on the tech, but but I very quickly, you know, there is, there's a blockchain element to our app where you can start to really be kind of, be a lot more, uh, track things on accountability level where you're saying these are discrete activities that, you know, measure up to this um, proposal that we have put forward of how we're going to behave as a business. And yeah, I think, accountability is a big is a big thing it's otherwise you have way too many uh people organizations just yeah talking about doing the right things because it's great for marketing which is good mm. because it motivates the right behavior but i think you also need to um you know measure that and report around it in a way that um can be you know people can be held accountable mm. for so yeah i think that's really important with we I mean, we don't particularly help organizations become B Corps, but I know a lot of our partners do. And one of the ongoing kind of rhetoric that I hear is lots of companies want to be purpose-driven or B Corp or whatever it is, but when they actually get into the nitty-gritty, it's, oh, really? We have to do that. We have to do that. And you kind of think, are you looking at this as a box ticking exercise? And I know they ask that. And of course they say, no, we're not. But actually, I think that accountability is so important. And I, um, yeah, I just can't stress how 
um, important it is to be using, um, you know, software like yours and um, understanding what it is that you're doing. I mean, how did you get into this? What 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 do, what's your background? My um, my my background has been technology uh, sales business development for about twenty five years. I think sound old now. Um, I left the UK in 90, <laughs> 90, left the UK in ninety six. Travelled around a lot. You know, I ended up. I did ten years in in Sydney. Um, I was in telco, then then into the software game, which was natural kind of progression. Really took me up to Singapore, and I worked for a business uh, that is now owned by Oracle. Went through an IPO. Uh, there was a bit of a turning point for me. I went through an IPO with a you know American company. Um, I just became a number on a spreadsheet. I felt quite disillusioned. I was earning great money. Yes, it's kind of too late, 2008, seven, eight, nine. Um, and then I took a couple of years out and I went back, I went and did some relief work and I ended up being part of a mission in Myanmar um, after Cyclone Nargis. I visited a Snarmony orphanage, nothing major, but just little things. But, you know, they, they it affected me at a level, I suppose, emotionally where I was like, hey, you know, I'm stuck in this kind of corporate world where it's all about money. And then I've gone off and, you know, done this little trip to a, to an orphanage and realized all this stuff that I hadn't kind of realized. And it, it took me down a bit of a different path. I mean, it wasn't, I didn't jump off into charity, but I started learning about social entrepreneurship. Started, I run a trek here, which I have for about 10 years up in Thailand, which was my, my own kind of release from the, the corporate world at the time, really. We do it once a year, myself, mates, it was origin, uh, initially, you know, we do five days at that time. As soon as you did it, it was off, you know, off the beaten track. You couldn't get Wi-Fi access or, sorry, network access. Now, of course, you can. And we'd raise some money for a local organization. Everyone used to come back, come back to the office, refreshed, enlightened, you know, just feeling great. So I kind of wanted to incorporate that into my my career moving forward. And that that has been a, a meandering journey of different things, I suppose. Done, you know, I went back and did some training, um, uh, when you know, I I, I mentored at, at social enterprise workshops in Singapore, and uh, I then did you know a few years contracting for a software company in the nonprofit space. So all of that stuff, I suppose, kind of you know comes to the the journey of task. Which my business partner, who founded the business a couple of years ago, uh, as I say, my next door neighbour from when I was was I think ten years old, and he's come from more of a traditional route and was hitting a point where. Uh, He's a father of two, was looking at his skills. He's more techie. He was like, you know, very simply, he wanted to do good with technology. So, I, you know, bringing those, I'm more business development commercial, had the experience in social entrepreneurship. So it was about, you know, how do we kind of marry these, these beliefs, these ideas, these passions, these skills to create a business that can use tech for good, uh, which is certainly not unique. Um, there is now, I think, which is great, there is a, you know, you go and Google tech for good, as you know. I mean, there's a, a growing force around using technology in this way. And all the major tech companies anyway have, you know, Salesforce, who's, um, you know, someone we speak to quite regularly, have a whole division, salesforce.org. And so, yeah, that, that's the kind of journey that, that, that got me here was, was yeah, one of, uh, I suppose, mm. you know, life-changing moments a little bit but nothing too profound but just wanting to wanting to put more yeah. meaning into the professional life really so but i think that's i think that's really important and i think that the 
journey that you've had will mould the journey you're going to have as well. Because, um, and I think that experience and that, um, you know, that experience that you've had will be absolutely spot on and really helpful as well. Yeah, definitely. I, the interesting thing when you, we have this question a lot when people look at our technology, it's important to, um, you could take the tech and use it for lots of different things, actually. You know, that's the thing about tech. So it is important. The philosophy and the culture of the business has so much to do, you know, with the output of what we create as an organization. Um, and, you know, you can download the app. You can go on there. We have an area that's like our – it's called dis- our Discover area. But, you know, that's where you start to see, well, all of the content we push out there, our blogs, our podcast, are all around, you know, the the social sector, social environmental um, impact, you know, conversations with the right people. So, you know, it's interesting because you, you could, frankly, take the tech and use it in lots of different ways. But, you know, we've just our, our philosophy as a business and actually our investors have come in for that reason as well to to kind of support that journey. What would you say your purpose is? Me individually, my purpose or the, or the, the business? The organization. The, yeah, the organization. The organization. Mm. Our purpose is to allow as many organizations as possible to make a difference with what they do, with the work they do, and use technology to facilitate an increase in the productivity of that process. So, you know, supporting organizations already have a, you know, already focused on some sort of good, whether that's nonprofit or the social element of a business being the CSR or sustainability team, being able to provide productivity around that so it can be the best process ever and, and more is more impact is created, um, um, you know, maximized in the best way. And if you could offer one piece of advice to our listeners, which um how would you help them with their purpose and what would that be? This is interesting. I was reading through your, uh, I did my research. I was reading through some of your, you know, I, I stopped at this question, looked at it. I was kind of delib- deliberating it. It's an interesting question because, um, and uh, you know, I know it's, I'm on your podcast, but I want to throw a question back at you just in, ca- in terms of, you know, when you talk about purpose, how do you, how do you define purpose? Well, I think that's the reason why we ask it. It's um, every time I ask this question, I get a different answer. And when we were formulating some of the questions, we um, deliberated on the questions. And I actually didn't like this question. And I think I actually love this question because it shows the whole reason why we are doing this podcast in the first place. We're wanting this podcast to disseminate information and knowledge across the wider network and so that we can all learn from each other and collaborate with each other. Hopefully people listening to this will want to use your software and possibly even collaborate with you. And um, therefore each individual answer that we get has been different and it kind of highlights actually we all come from different places. So therefore, you know, there are lots of software companies like Compare Your Footprint out there that do the, almost the same thing. I, it doesn't matter. 
that they, some people will use us, some people will use others, and we've actually collaborated with some of our competitors, and we actually pass things around because actually, not everyone is suitable for one thing. Everyone will use different things, and therefore everyone will listen to different people and get advice off different people. And so, that's um, I know I haven't answered your question, but it kind of has answered that's right. answered it. In a- no, that's cool. Yeah. It does. No, that makes sense. I, I mean, it, it, as you were talking there, I was thinking of something. I, and the, I remember someone giving me some advice about, oh, God, it was years ago. I did a, uh, I did a fundraising event in Singapore. I think it was in about two thousand six. It was almost the first thing I'd ever done, and it was a, you know, I tend to take on way too bigger things than I should, and and then just do them anyway when everyone says you shouldn't. Um, and I remember someone saying to me and. He, it's a cliche, but it's a good one, which is, you know, a lot of people who have purpose in mind want to achieve big things, but actually those big things are just lots and lots of little things. And it's like every day, you know, if you get up and just do one small thing in the direction of, you know, that big thing, then that is, you know, that, that is the thing that gets you there. Um, so I, I suppose that as an answer to the question is just, you know, it, it, it's just the little things, actually the little things are the things that really count to be honest so because when you look back if if those little things are all in the same direction you look back 10 years time i mean yeah you've got something purposeful and meaningful to look back on that's been achieved when it comes to running an ethical and sustainable business what has been your biggest struggle so far and can you tell us a bit about how you've overcome that yeah easy i mean i i suppose there's two things, right? So there's that part of it, but we're also a startup in our second year. So you have, mm-hmm. you know, we you have different types. As a startup, you are faced with challenges anyway. Um, and, you know, if I look at that, these are both linked though. I mean, you know, the, the I think the, where the business was in February, um, the challenge for us right then, and this is not unique to us. I mean, you know, the, the world was hit with a situation they hadn't really been expecting. Um, you know, we were talking mostly to for-profit clients, um, building up a pipeline, looking to build a business. All of that stopped. Um, you know, that kind of went on hold. We started to look at what else we could do. The, the challenge then for us was, well, you know, can we pivot in a way that our business becomes, hey, you know, we're, we've got a CSR model that fulfills our purpose and then we do different things with the tech. You know, we're kind of grappling with what is our um, go-to-market right now. So as it happens, we've we've spent probably two, three months working with food banks, which we had not envisaged at all. Um, but I think the challenge, the, the answer to that, to kind of put that into a succinct answer is, is just, you know, with with purpose, with with the ethics being aligned to, you know, a certain direction. How do you keep with that all the time? Um, you know, we can, as individuals, we can be like that, but the business sometimes has it. So a business is a business. It has to make money. It has to survive. And yeah, we, we went through some kind of challenging deliberations of what does our business look like at a time when COVID is hitting. Um, as it happens, we came at the end of that and you know, it's we found ourselves more in the non-profit sector, funnily enough. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's hopefully that answers it. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, no, absolutely. It's interesting, isn't it? The what what things are thrown at you and how people have, I wouldn't say morphed into different things, but kind of molded and 
kind of meandered into different paths that you wouldn't have necessarily expected. I, um, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you the best one. I've seen. Oh, sorry, I was going to say. No, I mean, this is year. This year has been a year of companies having to do that. I mean, I think the most unique one I've ever seen though is Thai Airways. Thai Airways started selling donuts, donuts on the street in Bangkok, and it's turned into a. It, they did fifty million bahts worth, and they've realised it was just. I mean, it's such a random kind of sideline, but they, this is just the kind of uniqueness of this year. You know, when an airline starts selling donuts on street vend with via street vendors. I mean, Google it afterwards. Have a look. It's an amazing I will, kind I will of story. Do. I don't so know where they've got. What's, what's fifty ago. million bahts? What's fifty million bahts in UK pounds or dollars? Oh, oh, oh man, you got me now. I'm not good at maths. Um, don't know. I'll check <laughs> for you afterwards. How, that just shows how in UK, much I think you, you a literally million, live a million in <laughs> a million baht. I left the UK in '96, so a million baht I think is twenty twenty thousand quid. I think, but you know, depends. Since Brexit, it's all gone wrong. So I haven't checked. Yeah, the exchange rate to become healthier this way around, and uh, hopefully, but, yeah. I'm right on the fifty million baht. But it was a lot of money. Anyway, it's yeah. uh, it's an interesting side story of how businesses have had to adapt in you know in 2020 because they certainly have. Yeah, I wonder if they'll carry on and stop being an airline. No, they can't be. Um, but yeah, that's... <laughs> um, and how can we learn more about you? And um, yeah, where do we learn more about you and your organisation? Yeah, the easiest thing is just our website. Uh, I mean, all of our links are on there. Uh, but our website is is the best place. So just task.io, T-A-S-K dot I-O. Uh, we've got a blog on there. Uh, we run regular blogs. We've got a podcast on there, and hopefully, I'll get you on the podcast as well. Yeah, uh, we speak to people in the social sector, sustainability leaders. You know, a kind of mixture of people in the space that we're in. So, yeah, everything's on the website, um, and you can find all our social media channels on that website as, as well. So, brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for being on today. It's been absolutely fascinating listening to you, and really good luck with um, your journey and. Um, with everything you're doing. Yeah, cheers, Will. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, I hope, I know that in the UK, you guys are start, just about to enter or just have a tricky kind of, hopefully it's only a month, but yeah, best of, best, <laughs> you know, to yourself and, and the lockdown and, and your health and everything else. So hopefully, hopefully it all Thank kind you. of changes soon. And yeah. Thank you. Thank you.